Hello, and welcome to Sharing the Manual podcast, brought to you by UInsure, where we journey with you to finish well financially. This journey takes you to an intersection of life and money coaching. As we all know, how you live out your life in all areas has lasting effects on your money. Now, it has been said that emotionally connected men and women have better finances. My name is Amy Yu, and if you've seen my last name, you know why I've shortened it. And I will be your host. I am so glad that you've joined us on what is sure to be a memorable adventure. One where no topic is off limits. We understand that all areas of our lives are intertwined. We will talk money, emotions, even emotions around your money. Raising kids, which is sure to be a hoot, as they say the darndest things. Dating, relationships, marriage, grief in so many forms. Whether it's a death, a divorce, an illness, or just your life not turning out how you thought it would. Because that, my friends, is very real, and I know that firsthand. We will tackle life's epic fails, celebrate the wins, overcome the obstacles, address the mountains and valleys in each other's lives. No rock will go unturned. This podcast is one of real, honest, genuine, humorous conversations where we share stories that are sure to inspire you, encourage, equip, and empower you to live out your best life. Our goal is to build connections, community of belonging, as you, my dear, are not the only one. We are journeying and navigating this life together, and I hope that you're ready to dive right in. Today, this episode is going to be so fantastic. And might I add, it is a little bit snappy outside. It's, I'm sitting here recording and it is chilly. I've got my big slippers on. But anyways, we are coming to you today because we are really unpacking insecurities and how they play a role in our money. There is a link between money, self-esteem, and our financial future. We have been socially conditioned to believe that our work makes us valuable, depending on our role, creating a link between occupation and identity and our money. To no surprise why we view our self-worth based on our financial standing. So our self-worth is abstract. It can not be measured, but money can. Debt total, bank balances, annual income, and net worth. When our self-worth is based around money, our value can change in a moment. It's like shifting shadows. There are many uncontrollable variables, and it's a roller coaster of emotions when we link the two together. It takes a toll on our mental health, which plays a role in our physical health over an extended period of time because we operate in our sympathetic nervous system or our dorsal. We can tie our self-worth to many things, not just our money or our titles. The list is long. We could tie it to our physical appearance, our academics, who our partner is, who our parents are, where we live, what we drive, and obviously the list can go on and on. It has also been said that people with low self-esteem and a lack of self-love, they are the roots of unhealthy spending habits and patterns as they seek material items, material things. Materialism promises satisfaction but yields hollow remorse. Society exploits our insecurities and generates more through this cycle. So some of the traps that we can fall into when we are feeling insecure, and trust me, I've been there. There's lots of seasons in my life where I have felt insecure in some way, shape, or form. So this is normal. We're not talking about anything new here. But some of the traps we fall into, spending so we can feel better about ourselves. Maybe we're negative Nancys and we self-sabotage and we kind of have a hopelessness about us, which plays into our money and our future and our careers and what have you. Maybe we buy things to impress people or somebody else. 
feeling undeserved, lack of determination, or a will to have a better future. And this happens quite often. We have anxiety and depression and we worry and we have this fear in our finances. We can feel undeserving and we lack that determination to change it. Sometimes we spend to change ourselves so that we, we can fit in. Lacking authenticity, we're trying to buy confidence by presenting ourselves a certain way, blaming, justifying, validating our choices. All of these things show up in our life and they show up in our money. Victimhood, that we feel like we have no way out. We go into proving and striving, which then leads to burnout, perfectionism, and people pleasing. So I'm sure like when I read those, I'm like, oh dang, like I could check, check, check. And I'm sure you're probably thinking the exact same thing. Breaking the link is challenging. We have these lenses in which we do life, what we're told, what we learned, what we experienced, and from that we formulate our belief system. Now, oftentimes it's not even true, we, but we have taken it on as our truth and we look and we find evidence throughout our life to actually validate it, which is crazy that we all do this. A great example is if we have a zero net worth, we may feel as though there's zero self-esteem. We then think back and find proof to solidify our belief system about ourselves. I'm nothing, I have nothing. These ingrained belief systems were planted long ago. And let's be honest, we water them. What you water grows. I laugh and I say, you know, my teenager keeps growing. Well, no, no, no shit, he keeps growing. I keep feeding him and sure enough, my grocery bill grows. So what you water will grow. Our thoughts about self-worth have developed unruly and unmanageable patterns and behaviors in our money wreaking havoc on our relationships with others and the ones even with ourselves keeping us stuck. The insecurity cycle can continues and it grows. It's a recipe for disaster as more ingredients get added. Oh, we're not good enough. We're not good enough looking, not smart enough, not sexual enough, not physically fit enough. You can see that not enough in air quotes, you guys, showing up over and over. When we are insecure, we are either in proving mode, striving, people pleasing, or on the other side, which is victimhood, wallowing, isolation, disassociation as well. Where we want to be is really in true alignment. And that is that self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and being worthy of a different future. So how do you feel about yourself does impact your bottom line? Because let's be honest, if you feel poorly about yourself, certain things are going to dominoes. It's a dominoes effect. So make sure to distinguish, though, the order in which you are looking at your identity. First, your self-worth is what you believe to be true about yourself and your future. So if you have a poor opinion about yourself and you don't feel worthy, typically you won't ask for that raise. Inadvertibly, you won't, you'll experience kind of lack, causing you to lack confidence in yourself. And so I think you can see the correlation with that. Now, the life you wanted or had will either wither away just as your self-worth has. So unlinking your net worth from your self-worth means we're really redefining who we are and our identity, who you are as a person outside of work. What are the core attributes that you have? Take an inventory of the important characteristic traits you demonstrate that have nothing to do with money or the world around you. So self-worth should be based on, like I said, these personal attributes. This is where you get aligned with yourself. Your character is enduring and it won't change when your bank account changes. It won't change when your job changes or your relationship status changes or your health even changes. The goal is to have a stable self-worth 
as your foundation in your identity because from there you build and naturally comes a sound net worth. And it's not the other way around. So when I say get that in order, get the priorities right, that's where we really need to put our focus. Now, I will be very honest about how this has played out a role in my life for many years. And you all know I love storytelling and I've had many seasons where my identity has been tied to a lot of different things. And so I'm going to take you down memory lane a little bit because I feel as though a lot of you probably can relate to some of this. So there was a season where I felt as though I was the best mom ever. You know, uh, when my kids were younger, I would make homemade baby food. There was story time and craft time and field trips. I was the wife that cooked and cleaned and cared for them. I stayed fit. I hunt and I hang with the boys. And, and I managed to do the bookkeeping and all of this fun stuff. So I had this identity that I was the bomb, like the bomb mom, the bomb wife, you name it. Check, check, check. I had it. But then when Bart passed away, all of it fell apart. My world and my identity, it was all tied to the things of this world. I had misplaced who I was, which took on you know, took me on this huge self-discovery journey to find myself. And I was no longer this excellent wife or this great mom because hell, look at my life. It was shattered on the floor. And so when we put our identity in things of this world, that's what happens. It's shifting shadows. It can shatter in a dime. So, you know, there was a season then that through that journey where I was healing and, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm back. You know, I had this figured out to my core. I knew who I was. I was secure in my identity. It was a season of authentic alignment. I knew I was fearfully, wonderfully made to impact the world and serve others. And I was really operating in the core energy of femininity. It was a beautiful thing. And, and I even look back at these seasons and I can, I definitely see the ups and the downs and when I was in alignment and when I wasn't. But because I was aligned and I was operating in my core energy of femininity and my attributes, it all of a sudden resulted in things coming my way. And so I ended up finding love again. I remarried. Now, keep in mind, um, I had been on this road before being engaged, but could never quite pull the trigger and follow through with it. And my kids always would laugh at me because they're like, oh, my goodness, mom, you're going to be that runaway bride. And I even wore running shoes underneath my wedding dress, like no joke. <laughs> But then one year into our marriage, I got hit with some, some health concerns that really rocked who I thought I was. So here I was losing movement in my right leg. The function of my hands was questionable as they would give out randomly, paired with my inability to have others touch me without feeling like a bunch of fiery ants were crawling on my skin. This had me bouncing between my sympathetic nervous system and my dorsal nervous system. So this was going between my fight and flight and my freeze and fawn. It, and it really rocked me. I went from having a feminine energy to going into masculine because all of a sudden I no longer felt seen, known, or understood and didn't see, know, or understand myself with all of these things that were going on that I masked up with masculine energy um, and my identity was now compromised. I had a huge curveball. I never anticipated for my health to be hit. And so all of a sudden, you know, I was known as a runner, a hiker, a biker. I played with the kids, tennis. I was this active mom. And I never had thought that I would be that mom sitting on the sidelines. And so all of a sudden, I had to go back and on this journey once again, figuring out who I was to my core. So I was no longer this mom who played tennis or could bike with her son, running with my daughter without fear of her having to carry me home, unable to please my husband because his love language was touch, 
having to count on my kids moving me to my bed more times than I can count because I wasn't able to walk. And, you know, as a woman getting hit with that, you know, our, our teenage kids should not have to care for us in that capacity. It was scary. Um, and being stuck in bed with pain had me questioning who I was, was I enough? And so I just masked up to everybody close to me. When our insecurities come out to play, it has us out of alignment. It has us out of our core energy, whether that's feminine or masculine, you know, sending us between the fight, flight, freeze, fawn, central nervous system. And sometimes we even disassociate from ourselves. At the time, I didn't see this was all transpiring and what it was doing to me, my kids, or even my marriage. I was very much caught up in trying to micromanage and control everything and preparing for the worst because that's all I knew how to do. So sure enough, as it happened, what I feared I created. So I created a a husband who could no longer see me or know me or understand me. I was driving a wedge between us and only played on his insecurities and then mine again leaving us in a very unregulated, emotionally distressed relationship. So our decision-making skills from that point, though, are far from optimal, you know, when we're operating in our nervous system in, you know, that sympathetic or the dorsal, because we're in fight or flight or freeze or fawn, we are emotionally dysregulated, where trauma's coming in and securities are playing in, and it plays in our money and lives and it actually hijacks our future. So here's some thought, instead of focusing on changing what we base our self-worth on, our focus should be connecting our attributes and our activities to goals beyond ourselves, connecting to ourselves, to others, serving, helping, and giving, which allows us to contribute to society, which is no easy task, mind you, but getting aligned with self in the bigger purpose is where true happiness is found. So I'm going to say that again. We need to be focusing on changing what we base our self-worth on. Our focus should be connecting our attributes and our activities to goals beyond ourselves. That is connecting with others and serving and helping and giving and, you know, using our life experience as pain to purpose, you know, mess to message, whatever you want to say. And really that brings us healing, but it brings other people healing too. And it does bring us into our alignment. So my journey, once again, in finding myself had me standing in a mirror, unable to recognize who was staring back at me. And I am sure I'm not the only one. There's many of us that have had many seasons where we've looked in the mirror and we're like, who the hell am I? Where did I go? What the hell happened to me? And so we really need to you know, for myself, I had to look in the mirror. I'm like, who am I if I don't have a six figure income? Who am I if I'm no longer married and I have a divorce under my belt? Who am I if I can no longer run or bike or have an active lifestyle? Who am I if touch and intimacy sends me into convulsions? Who am I was the biggest question that I was standing in the mirror wondering, can others love this defective version that I seen in the mirror? Right. And I know, you know, like, dude, guys, I'm going deep. I'm really sharing, you know, like my insecurities that I had worked through that had me in a rough season. And it comes down to a choice. We need to first, we need to stop. We need to stop the negative self-talk. We need to stop comparing ourselves to others. When we align ourselves with purpose, regardless of how much we will earn, we value and appreciate our decisions, our life choices, and our personal achievements in and of themselves. When we can do this, our self-esteem won't be swayed by money or the lives of others. 
but it's a choice because it impacts our emotional, physical, mental health. Now, since I have chosen to learn more about my body and trauma and emotional regulation, the art of holding space and the polyvagal theory, feminine and masculine energy and the internal family systems, I have really learned how to heal my body. But we must start with listening and reckoning, recognizing when our bodies give us alarm bells, which they do, it's indicating that something isn't right and that we are offline in some way, shape or form. Our struggles are our most prominent teachers. And I'm very grateful for my health challenges and my, and my broken marriage, as I have learned a tremendous amount about myself, my internal trauma and the things I've carried around for all of these years. And I hope that, you know, by you listening to this podcast and really diving into some of your own insecurities and some, some of your seasons that you've gone through in your life, I hope that you can reflect on perhaps where you've done some shifting and changing and what do you want for your future? How is How should it look? How do you want it to look and how can you serve? How can you be purposeful? You've likely heard me say it, um, be it till you become it. Now, I'm not referring to being fake or lavishly spending on things you don't need. We are not pretending. What I mean when I say that is that you play off the attributes that are already within you and you live them out to a greater purpose. So ask yourself, what ignites you and what core attributes bring you pleasure? For me, I really had to think about, okay, what do I, what do I love? What brings me pleasure? And, and I love being creative. Whether that's a social media, making social media posting, marketing material, writing, quilting, scrapbooking, I have a lot of ways where I like to be creative. And for many years, I've squashed that. But I've had to examine what is deep within me that needs to be expressed. It's creativity, it's storytelling, it's serving others through my own healing journey because that fuels a, a purpose. It fuels something bigger than myself. Because you see, with me sharing this, I'm serving you. It's bigger. I wake up every morning and I ask myself, how will I serve the world today? And I have to really trust my inner knowing. Women, we have an inner knowing. Listen to it. Get in tune with it. Trust it because it's amazing how it will guide you. So here are a few more examples. I want to be an author. So I have to put pen to paper and I have to write. You know, my tagline to my business is sharing the manual. That's the, the title of this podcast, sharing the manual. But then I need to show up authentically and share the journey that has brought me here. Now, do I risk being crazy vulnerable with you guys? And do I risk being judged? Do I risk, you know, having people unfollow me or people say things? Absolutely. But is that risk worth it for me? It sure is. Because I know that if one listener can relate to what I'm saying, that I'm making a difference and I'm serving. So I want to be viewed as light and funny and joyful. Well, guess what? So then I need to implement more fun, rest, and feminine energy into my life for me to live that out. So it's not pretending, but it's having to implement change, and that change will bring me closer to the results that I want. And you too, you need to do that same work to have that in your life as well. The first place to start is aligning yourself to the core of who you are, your character, your attributes, your values. We talked about my core being, you know, having a creative element. It also holds integrity, honesty, transparency, and heart-centeredness. No matter what happens, I remain those things regardless of what my bank account says, regardless of my relationship status, and regardless of my health status. So then ask yourself, what do you long for? What do you dream of? What do you envision for your future? Finally, 
Be sure to silence others, silence the enemy, and give space for the true you to speak up and show you where you can serve, how you can get more aligned, and truly what's going to bring you that pleasure and fuel you. Now, our confidence and self-worth and insecurities come down to having a root cause. Your job is to be the detective and discover why. Why, when, where did this belief about you, where was it planted? And if you do that inner work, if you don't do that inner work, your finances will stay the same, right? You, you really will. You're not going to get any better financially because you're stuck. And you'll hit a ceiling and you'll revert back to what is comfortable if you're unwilling to be uncomfortable. So, so often you guys hear me say on this podcast, stay curious, lean in with possibility and really be a detective. Being uncomfortable allows for us to have healing and growth and change to implement and have this wholeness within us. When we heal, we actually engage with the lost parts of ourselves. We're not looking to change or better them but we're looking to accept them. Any movement towards wholeness, our goal begins with acknowledging our own suffering and our experiences. But the beautiful thing with this is we can hold, you know, our trauma in one hand and we can hold this beautiful future in another. And it's almost like this paradox, but we really need to be curious and hold space for what's next. Opening ourselves up to the truth of our lives, the past, the present, but objectively holding it more matter of fact that this happened You know, we're not trying to relive our trauma. We're just trying to hold it and be like, this happened. That's not okay. Let the emotions come. We got to feel them and they have to be released out of us. Now, I encourage you, if this, this kind of work is bringing up, you know, things for you, have a professional. I have a therapist that I talk to, have a counselor, whatever you need to honestly work through and get and get past whatever's holding you back from this amazing future that is is yours for the taking. I want you to do the work. Opening ourselves up to the truth, though, is so important. We recognize where we were wounded and we can be honest and we can reflect on its impact that it's had on us and others. Because kid you not, the stuff we've gone through, it impacts us, but we carry that on into other relationships. So it now affects you know, our partnerships, it affects our kids. And so by doing the work, we're showing and we're demonstrating to our kids and our families that we can choose to have a different life. We got to take radical responsibility. I talk about the no believe do model. No is your head knowledge. Believing is your heart understanding and doing is being able to live out differently as the two work simultaneously together. It's been said by Gaber Mate. It's an amazing book. It's called The Myth of Normal. And he does a lot of work in trauma, but he says that our hearts are our best compass on the healing path. The mind, conscious and unconscious, is the territory being navigated. Healing brings the two in alignment and cooperation. Now, this, my sweet listeners, is a moment-by-moment commitment that takes patience, curiosity, and grit. We are reconsidering and reconstructing our whole entire view. Now, this healing cannot occur if we do not accept our worthiness, that we are worth healing, even if doing so might shake up our view of the world and how we interact with it. Mario Martinez, that's a quote by him. This was a loaded episode and I have to, you know, I have created a blog for you guys to go back if you need to kind of reference some things, my website, sharingthemanual.ca, but there's a few more things that I really want to add to this episode as it is important with our alignments with our insecurities and dysregulation. And this honestly will save your relationship. We need to unlearn this. So are you ready? You ready for what I'm going to say next? 
we need to unlearn control. Another one of our basic needs in life and money is a sense of control. Although it is crazy to think about, you know, that we need control, I have fallen into this. It's, it honestly makes me crazy. And when things are really stressful in my life, my controlling nature comes in at an all-time high. So when I'm dysregulated and my nervous system, it goes between the sympathetic, the dorsal, which is a fight or flight, fawn or freeze. When I am unregulated and I'm going between those, we tend to mask up with controlling tendencies. And we can use money to gain control over things that we want. Now, it is an illusion that we can control other things because the only thing we really do have control over is our own actions. But I read an article in Forbes magazine that really indicated what control does. Control keeps track of mistakes. Control is judging progress or completed tasks. Control is looking at others' actions from a happy versus unhappy standpoint on how it serves self. Control is giving to get something. It's manipulating circumstances to go your way. Control is a lack of trust in others to make sound financial decisions. Control, this is a big one, control kills intimacy with your partner and all forms, including your money. Control will also break apart your relationship with your kids. We learn to manage money by managing money from failing and getting it wrong. And we learn how to get it right. As parents, we need to be determined that we can, we can stop micromanaging our kids with their finances and we can educate them, equip them and empower them to make wise financial decisions. We also in this with our partnerships and our relationships, we need to talk money, right? We don't need to control if we're openly communicating. We, we tend to go to control when there's no communication. So this builds character within yourselves, but also builds character in your kids and in your relationships. We will get it wrong. We are imperfect beings, but how can you grow and learn and do better going forward? I have killed intimacy in relationships due to my micromanaging tendencies. Yep. Truth bomb dropped it right there. You know, and if my exes listen to this, they're like, oh, hell yeah, she sure did. And we need to stop before we wreak havoc on our relationship. So I encourage you all to take an inventory of your financial health. We do have a financial health scorecard that can be found on our website, sharingthemanual.ca. I'll also include it here in the show notes so you can really dive into all the different realms of our finances and what's all entailed. And it really gets you to view money differently. So it's a beautiful scorecard. I hope you enjoy it. With it, I also offer a 60-minute complimentary um, money coaching session where we can work through the scorecard together and come up with a game plan to really break through and have an amazing financial wholeness about us and have an abundant future. So keep being amazing, my wonderful listeners. Pass the baton, my dear ones, and peace out. We hope that you guys found this insightful. We encourage you to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on the new releases that are coming soon. Follow us on social media. Our platforms are LinkedIn and Instagram. Head over to the website and let us know if you wish to share your story, either on the podcast or even in a blog. Our website is youinsureinc.ca, Y-O-U-I-N-S-U-R-E-I-N-C.ca. We too have newsletters as we give you our very own family recipes paired with tips and tricks so you can finish well too. Bye for now.